0: Clear up the closing doors,
1: please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into SST. on my podcast app, Spotify, and on YouTube. What a special edition of the podcast, people. Let me tell you something. It's coming out a day early. It's the Super Bowl. We got picks, and we got some redemption to gain right now, because as we sit here, myself, Pat Boy, Pat Boy, Patty Boy, Pat Boyle and Cody O'Connor. We are 123, 127, and two. And I purposely left off Mark Lugan, because not only is he helping drag down our record, he's not here again. But we still will get Mark's picks out on social media before the Super Bowl is here. I'm excited to see how many legs he incorporates into this because we also have some great stakes here. We have a prize. That is unannounced and is going to be a surprise, a prize, a surprise prize when we get to a winner, whether that be Cody, who's in the lead right now, or maybe Pat Boyle has a couple plus odds opportunities to make some moves. Maybe Marky Mark comes from Mick Swiggins with some boneless wings and decides to make a big jump himself. Who's to say there's a prize on the table for the winner and why it's so special for this uh, Super Bowl picks podcast is normally. We have a rule where we shoot for minus 110-ish odds. And I say minus 110-ish because we look for straight bets. That's what we do for all 19 weeks of the regular season, for all the first weeks of the of the playoffs, we're shooting for the straight bets from plus hundred all the way up to minus 120. Sometimes we'll give a gentleman's tip of the cap and allow a minus 123 or something like that. But today. With the last game of the season, the Super Bowl, with a chance for everybody from Pat Boyle in fourth, for Pete and Cody in first, we have a chance to make bigger strides. We are allowing plus odds picks in this pool. In this week of picks, you can go as high as you want. You can stay at minus 120, minus 110, or you can go for your plus 300s, your plus 800s, your plus 2000s. Who's to say? There's no rules here. Right? You still have to do at least three picks, but we are allowing more than three if you are interested. Uh, but you can go from any sort of odds from straight all the way up to as high as you possibly could imagine. That bet would, of course, be only one loss as you're placing one unit on it. But a plus 500 bet would get you five units in return and in turn, five wins. So, for example, Pat Boyle, 28 and 35. If he goes up 10 units... He has a chance to win the whole damn thing. So that's on the table. Let me recap before I bring in Pat and Cody the records as we stand today. Pete and Cody, that's myself and Cody O, we are tied lockstep 33, 29 and one, locked in a winning record for the two of us. Because if, oh well, unless we went for more than three picks, of course, we could technically lose that. But if we go for just three, we're guaranteed a winning record. We got Mark Lugan at 29 and 34. And Pat Boyle at twenty eight and thirty five. So Pat Boyle, the caboose at the moment. You guaranteed a winning record as the playoffs started. You got a little bit of a ways to go, but you got opportunities to make it happen.
2: Yeah, that's true, Pete. And I'm I'm determined to make it happen here. Although I'm not, because I'm giving out five picks and they're all gonna be at basically even odds here. So I guess I can't finish above 500. I just realized that as I, (laughs) as I turned on my mic here, but that's not the point. All right. You're trying to end on a high note. We got to move the goalposts a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is right. I'm trying to end on a high note here. Four and one minimum here for the Super Bowl, And I'll, I'll finish 32 and 36. I'll take that and we'll move on. We'll move on to next year.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Like Bill Belichick, Yeah, You know, we're on the next year here. So So that's – I'm just looking to make some money here for the Super Bowl. The past is in the past, all right? They had us in the first half. They Mm. had me for the first 22 weeks. But the 23rd (laughs) week, the Super Bowl, is where I strike and where the iron gets hot.
1: Mm. I'm surprised you wouldn't throw in just like one – you know, plus seven fifty type of thing at the end in your fifth pick, just to give a little bit of extra sauce. And you know what? You didn't put the picks in. Yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. Not the craziest idea. Just not not the craziest idea, Pat. There we'll see what, what there might be. What an you decide to do, what we decide to do. There might Cody be, O'Connor.
2: There might be a Peyton Manning, Omaha.
1: Oh, there we go. We'll see. So Cody O'Connor, on the other hand, you know, you might want to play it safe, perhaps with your guaranteed winning record. But maybe, what are your thoughts going into these picks?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. St- keep the status quo here. Three picks, two straights. I'll add in the parlay with some juicier rods. Um, and then we'll talk about all the fun, crazy novelty props that they add on DraftKings, the ones mm-hmm. that I can't stop looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I take what I say with those bets with a little bit of a grain of salt. Not only because they're going to be high odds, but because I really I'm a back against the wall type of gambler, Pete. I don't know about you guys, but you know you're back in school. You get a project. Hey, it's two months away. I don't have to worry about it. Next thing you know, it's a day away. You don't have the poster board you need. Your mom needs to bring you down to the CVS. You're getting yelled <laughs> at the whole way down. Well, you know, I did my best work back against the wall, B minus type of stuff, and I'm ready to do that again here because a B minus about eighty percent. If we hit eighty percent of our picks, Pete. <laughs> Ooh, we're rolling all the way to the bank, so we're rolling. Yep, back against the wall. Let's see what happens. But uh, three picks for you.
1: All right. Well, I'm I'm holding out. I'm going to keep my strategy a little bit because I might throw in a fourth pick that I'll put on the record. That will put on the record. You know what? Something that just came to mind. Back in the day, in the in the glory days of uh, morning sports talk television, the first and ten days. If you want to go back to that that era of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, which then became. Uh, first take of course one thing that as a kid used to drive me nuts is that skip and Stephen a when they start getting in their battle they would go on the record on the record i'm gonna say that lebron is that russell westbrook will never and i'm like you guys are on live television literally every word out of your mouth is on the record what are we what are we doing here? And for some reason, I got irrationally mad at that as a kid, and I don't know why that came in my head, but everything we say from here on out is on the record, but certain picks could be off the record, whatever. You get the point. Uh, Mark Shen Lugan, what do you have to say for yourself? Ooh. Okay, thank you, Mark. We'll talk to you uh, next football season, <laughs> and we'll get back to some different points here. Uh, before we get into our actual picks, and again, picks coming up, From all of us here, uh, I just want to ask you guys this question because it always interests me how other people intake some of the Super Bowl stuff. For me, there's like this kind of breath of fresh air, this little weight off my shoulders for that week right after the conference championships where I literally don't even think about football at all. And then I have a lot of basketball talk. I relax a little bit, watch maybe a TV show or something like that. Do you guys have a, a process here when you start thinking about the Super Bowl do you start right after the conference championship? Do you take that week off? Are you guys locked into all the content that you are through the regular season? Or do you kind of kind of just let it happen naturally? Where do you guys sit on that when you approach Super Bowls?
2: Yeah, I'd say kind of in, in a little bit of chunks here and there, right? Like, I don't think I even looked – other than what the opening spread was going to be in the opening props, like Sunday night after the Niners-Lions game, like probably Monday, Tuesday, I don't think I – did a single thing in terms of reading anything about football other than what what jobs were being filled. But in terms of this game, nothing um, after looking at the opening spread and props, nothing Monday or Tuesday. Wednesday actually did a hit on, on BetQL. So I had to kind of get, you know, do some preliminary homework, just, you know, looking at some stuff, breaking down a little bit of, okay, well, you know, I can see this happening. I can see um, – you know, we'll find out. You'll hear the picks in a second. And then I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, really not a whole lot. And then last Sunday, I was like, wow, no football. And as much as we exhaust and we squeeze out every single ounce of juice from the football season uh, for, you know, 18 weeks plus four or five weeks of playoffs. Like you would think that first Sunday, especially with the pride and watch a single second of the guy in Pro Bowl, not one second. Uh, you know, dudes fucking taking weights off of things and pushing sleds. Like, give me a, like, come on. Like we have, the pro bowl has been broken, but I didn't even watch that. But it like, I was like, wow, there's no football game. So I kind of, I was like, all right, let me try to start formulating what my picks are going to be. You know, do am I going to try to talk myself out of the side that I felt like is the team that's going to win from the start? Um, You know, I'm starting to look at the injury report who's playing, who's not playing. Obviously, Joe Tooney's a big one to look out for the chiefs. And then, Monday didn't do a whole lot. It was, you know, like you said, diving in for basketball, you know, getting my bets in for the NBA and shit. And then uh, it was last night again where I kind of ramped up a little bit. I was looking at more, you know, I'm starting to write down, here's my first play, here's the play I like the most, here's maybe some long shots, and then again here tonight as we're doing it on Wednesday night. And then probably after we do this podcast, Thursday, I'm, I'm probably not going to do much, Friday morning. Friday night I'll probably get the itch a little bit again just to see if there's any other – things that maybe have caught my eyes, and then I'll try to finalize most of my bets by, by Sunday morning so that when, like, 11 a.m. hits, I'm really not doing much um, in terms of looking at, watching at any kind of pregame specials or watching any coverage until about 4 o'clock. And then those two and a half hours leading up to the game is when, you know, you'll be, I'll be at my parents' house or if we have people over as we're starting to put the food out, put the TV on, and and start talking about the game and getting ready for it.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the joke of a Pro Bowl because I think that has given a lot of us the opportunity to take that full week and, and just not really care about football. Pete, I heard you say that, too, when you did the solo pod a week or so ago, um, how that that week you kind of don't even think about football. I dive much more into the NBA. Um, and to be honest, I, I guess I almost showed my hand because. Right now, about an hour before this podcast, when I knew we were making picks, was for the most part the first time I really looked into a lot of the different lines, the props. You know, I obviously knew what the opening line was, what the money line was. Um, I knew that since the end of the championship game, like we all probably did. But besides that, I don't dive too far into because there's going to be so many different reports and so many opinions. And to be honest, there's only so much that you can consume for two weeks Leading up to the Super Bowl, so um, as these next couple days come along, like Pat said, that's when I'll start to to listen to a little bit more and, and try to seek out a little bit more research. Definitely want to keep their eye on the injury report, but nothing's going to change too much for me outside of a drastic, you know, change in um, in injuries. So it's not going to do much. So I, I pretty much have my picks locked in since the beginning, and uh, I don't consume a crazy amount for the two weeks leading up.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, obviously, as you mentioned, Cody, I'm, I'm very similar. I started listening this week to some stuff. You get some ideas. You hear one guy say something about this receiver who is a great matchup here. And then you say the next guy is talking about the same receiver. And it's like, nah, he's probably not going to get a lot of action. And you, you can talk yourself into a million directions. I think this game in particular is very interesting where like the breakdown of it to me is almost hard to really like care about. Right, Because you hear all these people out there who are on the Chiefs side who say, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again. I'm not going to do that to myself again. I bet against him maybe once or twice already in the playoffs. It didn't go well. I'm not losing. I'm not going down swinging without Patrick Mahomes. Right, That's one way of looking at it, and I think that's a perfectly fine way to look at the Super Bowl. The other side of it is, oh, everyone's betting on the Chiefs. I'm taking the Niners because I think being different is the right way to go here. And I don't hate that either. I have both of those feelings very deep in the gut right now. And obviously my picks will show you which way I ended up going, but those two things aren't super scientific. They're not breaking down the X's and O's and how the chiefs handle 21 personnel, right? Which I've heard some of that as well. Like listening to a guy like Warren sharp, like, Oh, the Niners are going to play offense with two running backs. Very frequently. The chiefs do a great job. They're ranked seventh in, in run defense against 21 personnel. Like, okay, that's interesting. Does it really matter for this one-off game? I don't know. So the more you really think about it, the more you can talk yourself into absolutely any side. We're in the Super Bowl. It's the two best teams at this point in time. And you have the right to not be called stupid for picking either one of these teams. Let me just put that out there for right now. And if you're acting like, you know what's going to happen here, you might be right. You might be wrong. And that's what the Super Bowl is all about, right? You're at a Super Bowl party. You might be with anywhere from four to 40 people. Who's to say? And, you have that guy who's standing over there like yeah I knew it was going to be Mahomes all along I told you I listen I I don't bet but I I've been right most of this year and I told you Mahomes was going to win again like yeah you guy you're not a genius okay like you did a thing it was basically a 50-50 shot the the spread was two and you bet on the greatest quarterback of the generation congratulations right so like you get all these things with the Super Bowl, which makes it hard for me to ingest all this media and that's why I did kind of enjoy some of the more in-depth breakdowns of like how certain coverages and and things like that maybe that helps with player props and that's kind of where i got some player prop ideas from but generally speaking i'm like man i could i can talk myself into any to both sides here and that's where i ended up with this super bowl in particular and where i haven't ended up that way uh in years past and especially like i don't find either of these teams unlikable i think that's another interesting thing here when you have certain uh super bowls you oftentimes have like a side that people gravitate to, from a love standpoint. Like, man, what a great story of of Mahomes making his first Super Bowl a couple of years back, right? Or like, uh, everyone hates Philly. Who's not from Philly? I hope the Eagles fucking crash and burn, right? Like, oh, the Patriots are in it again. I hope they crash and burn. Or I love greatness. Go Patriots, right? This one's a little bit more like black and uh, I should say gray, not black and white, because like, oh, Shanahan, he kind of gets lauded a lot. I don't really think I hate him, but like, I don't love them. Uh, the Chiefs might be fun for someone new to win, but it may be fun to see Mahomes become like the goat already. Like, So you have all this stuff. Whatever. I'm rambling now. Let's get to the picks. Um, so now we'll, we'll get to the picks here. Again, quick recap. At least three picks, at least straight-ish odds, which means between minus uh, 120 and minus 100 or plus 100. But you can go up as high as you want to gain more wins to try to get on top of this contest. Do we have a volunteer for our first pick? Because we're going to talk about more than just our couple picks and more than just the props we mentioned, but um, does anyone want to go first for their first pick on the record?
0: On the record, which, you know, it's funny. I used to make that joke all the time when we would start doing this, that what I said, I said, I think that that one was on the record actually. And that's uh, funny that that used to bother you, but that, that really was like a, a play on words, a joke that I used to do with my friends. But yeah. um,
1: And as an aspiring high schooler who wants to be a broadcaster, it, I had the integrity to be like, <laughs> Why would you say on the record it's not even doesn't even matter in this context? You guys are idiots. I should be on first take, <laughs> except in high school. I probably sounded like this because I had, you know, puberty.
0: yeah, Stephen I so unprofessional up there. Um, all right, pick number one. Let's do it. Let's do it. I got to pick a side here, and uh, like uh, so many people have said, and usually that scares me, and usually you don't want to be on the public side. We've talked about that, and maybe this is it, but. I'll be damned if I'm going to bet against, and be wrong, betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the resurgent Travis Kelsey, who maybe he didn't go anywhere. Maybe he was just, you know, taking a little break. But uh, he looks right. They look right, at least right enough. And you just know that if it's a close game, as much as Brock Purdy has earned the level of respect that he deserves as a top 10 quarterback right now, a top five this year quarterback. I can say that with a lot of confidence that just this season in a vacuum, Brock Purdy played to a top five quarterbacks level. Um, He's done nothing but win. He's been unbelievable. He's not just a system guy in my eyes. I really like Brock Purdy, but when it comes down to it, fourth quarter, close game, tight game, who do you want? Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? And again, I'll just, I'll feel too stupid being wrong. Betting against Mahomes, you know, I took them to win the Super Bowl last year. I had them to win the division last year. I had them to win the division this year. I had them reaching the AFC Championship, and I still feel like I f- slighted myself in not fully backing and just going Chiefs because, dude, they're just the best team to be a part of. They're a be- the best team to back, and they just find a way. And right now, with the resurgence, the the defense looking the way it is, with potentially them being the best unit. Um, of the two between the offense and defense, they've been the most consistent unit this year. Um, with that element added in, the fact that Isaiah Pacheco has been able to run the ball with as much success as he has been and take a little bit of pressure off Mahomes, um, and just the way that Spagnola has been able to draw up their defenses to pressure the quarterback, the fact that he's won, what, three Super Bowls now, two with the Giants, one with the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's obviously been here before. He's not going to be afraid of it. None of the Chiefs guys are. And Brock Purdy hasn't been on this stage yet. So, um, All those things combined. But again, it ultimately comes down to I want to be on the side of Patrick Mahomes. And if I lose because I'm on greatness's side, so be it. But I'll be damned if I'm going to lose the other way. And uh, that's it. Chiefs plus two. That's my first pick. Um, That's my biggest pick so far in the Super Bowl. That's a couple unit play for me. So pick number one, usually my most confident. Nothing changes here in week 19. Is that right? Or 20?
1: Of like the whole thing? Yeah.
2: Well, there's 18 in the regular live? season, and then there's wild card division. Oh, my God. Conference championship. I forgot about that. So 21. There's
0: Pro one? Bowl would be there's 22. 19. This would be 23. Ah, Pro
1: Bowl. There's 19 get, in the regular season.
0: 19. No, 18. No, 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 18. There's 18. I'm dumb.
1: I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Pete, Sorry.
0: this numbers should just not be brought up for us. If,
2: if you count how many weeks there's been, there has been, not just how many, you know, if you're counting the Pro Bowl, the week, like there's been 20, this is the 23rd week of the
1: season. Wow. So, the Super good Bowl. Good job, Matt. Matt. Can go Matt, to the Matt. ball. Matt? Thank you. I called you Matt because of math. Pat, good job. I'm done. I'm out. See <laughs> you guys. You're dumb button. She's <laughs> Chiefs plus <laughs> two. All right. Uh, Pat, I'll, I'll, I'll take over for number two. I feel like I never go in the sandwich, so I'll take the sandwich today. I'll go second. How about that? And uh, I like I'll, a
2: good Pete Kennedy sandwich.
1: Hey, now, let's do it. All right. So, my first pick is going to give the hand on my side, but. It will not be a side play. I'm going to go with the better odds and the most likely outcome, in my opinion, and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes as the MVP at plus 125 as my first pick. I'm not going to mess around with the Chiefs plus two. Not like it's messing around, right? My thing is, if you like the Chiefs to win, your best odds are most likely going to be Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. It's the most likely thing. We know how many times it happens. There's very, very few times in the history of the NFL have there been non-quarterback MVPs, especially in recent history. We know that there's been a couple, but we, you know, it's most of the time it's going to be the winning quarterback, especially if it's a guy like Patrick Mahomes who might throw a couple of touchdowns, maybe run one in. Who's to say? He's plus one twenty-five. If you took the Chiefs money line, it's only plus one hundred two. So I'm taking that side of the bet. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Obviously, that means I like them plus two. Obviously, it means I like them plus 102. If you're going to bet this in real life, you probably want to bet all three, right? Because if you like the plus one and 25, you might as well take the plus two and the plus 102 as well because he ain't winning the MVP if they lose, right? So in real life, you take all three. But for the purpose of this exercise, I'm going to get the plus 125 on Patrick Mahomes, which doesn't actually get me more wins. So maybe that's dumb, but I'm doing it anyway, right? Because that's the thing that I believe in. When you're making these bets in real life, and what I always try to do with this podcast is put out bets that I do make in real life, and that's something I will be placing. Patrick Mahomes plus 125. How much do we have to explain it? He is the best quarterback of this generation. He's on a path to actually be considered the greatest quarterback of all time. We know he's been to every conference championship in his career. We know this is another Super Bowl in his tally. He's electric. He has been doing more than enough in this playoffs actually operating this offense at a better level now than he was at any point of the regular season. The Travis Kelsey thing is very interesting because you might argue, oh, what if Kelsey has 12 targets and 12 catches and two touchdowns? Can he win the MVP? Absolutely. However, we have to understand that the 49ers are one of the smartest teams in the league. They're going to obviously be tapped in on Travis Kelsey. He might still go off. I think Mahomes does enough by himself to win the MVP nonetheless. He's not just going to throw touchdowns at Travis Kelsey. And unless Kelsey has those 12 targets and the only touchdowns for the Chiefs, I don't think that he's winning the MVP either. The other one that you might want to look at, and maybe it'll come up uh, in my later picks here, is Pacheco. If Pacheco runs for all the touchdowns, has 100-plus yards, he might be one of the other options for MVP. But again, in real life, you're taking this plus 125 as the most likely outcome if the Chiefs win, if you like the Chiefs to win, and you get a little extra juice on it. So that's going to be my first pick. And to the Chiefs' side, all this stuff I talked about before uh, against the 49ers here, you can talk yourself into any direction. What I'm banking on here is a defense for Kansas City that is absolutely playing the best football that they've played in the Mahomes era. They can stop the run or at least slow down the run of San Francisco. They're going to make Brock Purdy's life a little tough. I think Patrick Mahomes, even with the talent on that defense is not going to be overwhelmed by San Francisco. He's never going to be put under that much pressure, which we know is the ticket. They got a lot of names on that defense in San Francisco. They haven't been putting pressure on the quarterback. They haven't been creating turnovers. They've been giving up a lot of points. In fact, they've been giving up so many points that people can't even pinpoint what's wrong with this defense right now. And all these factors coming in for me makes me like the Chiefs because if you started picking – which units you like the best? Yeah, of course the Niners have the better receiving core and better weapons in general. Yeah, of course their offense was better throughout the regular season. But right now, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking Mahomes. Their defense is good enough to slow down the Niners, and Mahomes is good enough to do what he has to do to outscore the San Francisco 49ers. So plus 125 for Mahomes, MVP is my first pick.
2: Pete, I, I will say this. Um, I am slightly worried that Kelsey wins the MV, the Super Bowl MVP. And I, I agree with everything you said. Obviously, the Niners uh, are going to game plan for him, and he's probably going to be double covered in the red zone, and they're probably going to try to you know, limit everything that he does that he's been doing in these in this playoffs. But, um, you know, if, if Kelsey has a game that, he, that he's had in the past in the Super Bowl, um, you know, Mahomes has won it every time they've won the Super Bowl, right? He's been the MVP both yeah. both times they've won it. So I'm just going to say this. If Kelsey says to Goodell, he slips the word, hey, I may or may not retire if we win the Super Bowl here and he has a a good game, a big game, that's the only thing I'd worry about. But now, I, I, I you, agree with you getting the most value with the pick from Mahomes to win the MVP.
1: What do you think it'll take? Do you think he has to be like the only chief to score a touchdown?
2: No, no. I, I would say it's going to take – Um, one of the two following things, um, it's either going to take a hundred yards and a touchdown, or it's going to take minimum 70 yards and two touchdowns. Like if he has like three catches for 30 yards, but he happens to get two. You know, Mm -hmm. though like two of his three catches are like two yards, you know, catches down inside the five. I don't think that would be enough for Super Bowl MVP. Uh, But I think if he has one of like a hundred yards and a touchdown or 70 yards or more and two touchdowns, he's getting it.
1: And now the question that I'll raise here before you move on to your pick, Pat, with the strengths of the Niners defense, I would say it's the linebackers, right? Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, like those guys are absolute studs, right? Those are the two people that you could look at on that defense and say, I know they're not the problem. Their D lines underperforming their DBs aren't very good. Do you think maybe that could lead to some openings for a rice? Like, do you think that could open some things up for other people or do you still think that like Kelsey's just going to eat and it doesn't really matter?
2: Yeah. I, th- well, I, I think, I mean, obviously that's the chess match, right? Like Andy Reed is going to try to find ways to get, uh, Kelsey, um, lined up either in the slot or sometimes he'll be lined up as a wide out. He's not going to be lined up as a traditional tight end. He normally doesn't, you know, for 60 offensive snaps. So they will find ways. They're going to try to game plan to find ways to get him open regardless of who's covering him. I mean, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are great. If they're covering Kelsey man coverage, I think you're, if you're the Chiefs, you like that matchup. So yeah, uh, I think fair. they would like that. Um, but if, you know, if Traverius Ward lines up against Kelsey um, or it's Diamador Lenore on the other side lining up man coverage against Kelsey, Again, he's a nightmare matchup. Kyle Hamilton was covering him, man coverage for a lot of the game, I, I, you know, in the conference championship. Kyle Hamilton's been the best safety in the NFL this year, and he made him look like a little boy. So, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. sometimes it really just you're doesn't right. matter Um, unless they double team him all game long. That's, you know, if they do that on every offensive snap, then yes, Rashi Rice is going to have a lot of opportunities as well, mm. as well as the other, you know, Noah Gray, uh, their other tight end um, who we've seen. You know, when, when Kelsey didn't score for nine straight weeks, you had a couple right. from Noah Gray. Um, you know, you had, uh, who was the the other one? I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But either way, you know, if they want to double Watson. him. if they Yeah, Watson. If they want to double him all game long, um, that's the only way I think that he doesn't have a big game. But, you know, again, that's, we'll see. It's going to be a chess match.
1: All right, Patty, hit us.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs plus two. You know, I bet, Uh-oh. I bet, bet Uh-oh. them, bet them against the Ravens. Uh, I bet them against the Dolphins. I bet them against the Bills. I was, uh, you know, this is this is flagpole in the ground. This is sword and shield into the ground for me here. Um, you know, I was on CBS Sports Radio Christmas Day when they lost to the Raiders, and I said I was on the record, Pete. I was on the record, and I'm <laughs> on. The, I'm going on the record now. <laughs> I thought like you're gonna play a drop there. I'm going on the record now, and I said, "Look, I'm at the end of the rope here. I think the Chiefs still win the Super Bowl because I've seen it too many times, and I'm not gonna be the guy like Max Kellerman did for literally six straight years with Tom Brady. He's falling off a cliff. That's the end of this. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not gonna be that guy. I think they get to the Super Bowl. I was like, but I'm at the end of the rope here, but." Come January, you know this team's going to put it together, and sure enough, they have. Um, the Niners are the, were the only team that I thought if they matched up with from the NFC that could beat them, but these two playoff games for Brock Purdy, again, he has made a lot of shoddy throws. I think the moment is is getting to him, and he has played well. Again, to, to ask the, the final pick in the draft, a rookie, to get to the Super Bowl last year, who knows? If he never you know gets hurt, the UCL injury against Philly – Maybe they win that game. Maybe they keep it close, and then it's coming down to the final couple minutes. But these playoffs against Green Bay, the final drive, he was great. Up until that final drive, he was mediocre, right? Throwing behind guys, throwing over the head of Ayuk and Kittle on those middling, those cross routes over the middle where they make their money. Um, Even some of the drop-offs to McCaffrey. McCaffrey's got to, like, you know, go out of his way to grab a ball that should be thrown right to him and, and has been for the regular season. And the same thing in the first half against Detroit. You know, the thing with Kansas City, they get a lead. I've got supreme confidence in Andy Reid and Cav- and Patrick Mahomes. They are not choking away a 17-point lead like the Lions did. They're not choking away a 10-point lead. They're not choking away a touchdown lead like Green Bay did. So I, I don't think the magic's going to be there for Purdy and the Niners if they fall behind again in this game. Now, will they? Who knows? But again, like like Cody said, who do you like more, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? Patrick Mahomes, obviously. And on top of that, I just, and I love Brock Purdy. You guys know that from the podcast this year. I I need to see, I need to see a lot more from Brock Purdy if I'm going to back the 49ers from what I've seen in these, in these playoffs. And again, Spags, like Cody said, he is a big game defensive coordinator. It's why he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He is going to have some blitz packages that I believe is going to throw Purdy off his game. I'm not putting this on the podcast, but I'm probably going to put a little uh, couple shackles on it in real life. Purdy to throw an interception. I think it was minus 125. I think he throws a pick. I think he throws one in a critical spot. Um, and you know, again, just like we think for every Super Bowl, we think it's going to be close. There has been blowouts, but, um, yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one. I've liked them all year, even when they're struggling. so I'm not running away from them now here in the biggest game of the year. It's Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, and Kelsey, the great equalizer, has stepped up when their season has been on the line here these last couple of weeks. So I think they have the answers for the 49ers defense. Sure, we know all the weapons the 49ers have, uh, but this Chiefs defense, like, like you guys have said, they've been the most consistent unit out of the four offense defense for both of these teams here. So I believe in Spaggs as well that he's going to find a way to force Purdy into some mistakes and the Chiefs pull it out. So give me Kansas City plus two.
1: So we're all on the Chiefs.
0: Kiss of death. The
1: raid is. And
2: that's funny because I think it's even up until this point here, we're five days away as we're recording, four days away as we're recording. And uh, the Chiefs, I think, have close to 70% of the bets. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. even more. Maybe it's like 75%. I still own the money. I think it's in the mid 60 percentages. So everybody, a lot of people are on the Chiefs here. And for good reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Usually a problem, but you, you said it. I, mean, I don't need to repeat it. Take my homes. Don't think it. Don't overthink it. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Pick number two, though, I'm going away from Mahomes. I'm going over to the side of Brock Purdy, and I'm going to take Debo Samuel to have 60-plus receiving yards because I think over 58-and-a-half was like minus 130, minus 125. So we'll get 60-plus at minus 115, get it closer to that minus 110 we try to look for. Um, And, you know, it would be great to have that super sandwich there and hit 59 yards and just feel like a complete... (laughs) idiot but uh you know we've seen that happen before so it <laughs> wouldn't be the first time um but you know I, I think Debo as, as much as this Chiefs defense their strength is in the secondary obviously they got Chris Jones but their secondary has been fantastic all season but it's a little bit more of the guys that are lined up out wide and I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be the guy that might have a little bit of a struggle, especially compared to what we've seen out of him, who's just been unbelievable this year and is setting himself up for uh, a nice payday come this offseason, probably with a different team. But uh, Debo's going to line up a lot more in the slot. And, and you know, I, I've got this pick from my buddy uh, at Sonny Boy Bets. That's my boy, Steve Baker. He he always listens and he does a ton of research to go into this, puts out his picks, puts him, uh you know, some that he – it puts out for free. And, and this is another one of those. And uh, the chiefs allow the fifth highest targets to slot receivers. Like I said, Debo's going to be lined up there in the slot. I know they're going to use them all over the place. The one thing I did contemplate was going rushing and receiving, which I had done with Jameer Gibbs, uh, now two weeks ago. Um, And I'll feel, you know, a little foolish if Debo breaks like a 30 yard run on the first drive. And I didn't have that being a part of it, but I think that he's going to get his targets. I think he's going to be the one to do some damage um, in the passing game. I trust him a little bit more than I trust I this week. And so that's who I'm going to roll with Debo for 60 plus. Um, If he gets his targets, you know, he can break one. If he gets it into the open field, he's a nightmare to tackle. He's a mismatch for everywhere, similar to how, you know, we just talked about with Travis Kelsey. It's obviously not the same guy, not the same type body type, but just a mismatch because you can't line him up with someone too small. He'll run him over too big. He's too fast for them. Um, And I think they're going to try to use him all over the place. I just hope it's not too much in the run game. And I don't uh, and I regret not taking the rushing and receiving, which I think that total was closer to ninety one and a half. Um, but I'm just going to go. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go 60 plus receiving yards. I looked at receptions too, at four and a half. I like the ability for him to take a screen and break it for 30 plus and, and get halfway there in one play. So not too much more that goes into it. Um, I think him lining up in the slots, going to help him out get a lot of targets. And if the Niners are down, which, you know, I don't know if any of us are necessarily saying that they're going to be down or that they're going to be throwing a lot because of garbage time, but, um, if they do have to throw the football, I trust Debo's going to be able to to break out and have a good game. So 60 plus at minus 115 for my second pick.
1: And I feel you, Cody, on looking at some of those other numbers. One of the bets that I in theory really liked going into looking at DraftKings or whatever sports book I was looking at um, was Rashi Rice's over receptions. It's six and a half. And it's like, all right, I in my head, I was like, I can see him with six catches. Right. So now, am I going to just say because I liked his over before I knew the number that I'm just going to ride it? Eh. Right. So you like the rushing and receiving number, but then you saw the number and you're like, oh, 90. That's just like, it's just too high. Right. Like Rashi Rice, I think he's in line for possibly a really great game. But is that going to mean six for 100 or is that going to mean seven for 75? Like, I don't, I don't know. And I didn't like the six and a half. So I stayed away from it. You know, so some of those numbers are a little tricky right now. Um, and honestly, betting unders is probably always a good move to do in a game like the Super Bowl because everyone wants to bet overs. But here we are, betting overs, which I'm gonna do some of the same thing right now. I'm gonna go to my second pick. I'm gonna do a same game parlay. same game parlay, the odds are at plus three twenty five plus three twenty five. So I'm looking for three wins here out of this same game parlay. because remember on the uh, Super Bowl picks, if you go plus odds, you get the number of wins. As, uh, as many units you would win. So plus 325 would be three wins on my docket here, and it's a four-leg parlay. We're going to go over 51 and half on the alternate total for Isaiah Pacheco. We're going to take Kansas City Chiefs alternate line plus eight, as I expect them to at minimum be in this game. I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk, 50-plus receiving yards, which he hit on just basically one catch almost last week and he has that tendency to do so. And last but not least, this is the wild card a little bit, but this guy has gone over this total 11 of the 18 games, including the playoffs, and twice in the playoffs already. Justin Watson, Pat, over 15.5 receiving yards for Justin Watson. Again, my thought process here is kind of in line with the Mahomes MVP thing. There's going to be certain points of the game, even if it's not all game, where they are absolutely locked in on taking away Travis Kelsey. And that's going to open up Rashi Rice. That's going to open up Justin Watson. Might open up Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but who can trust that guy? Not me. So I'm taking Justin Watson over 15 and a half. It might only take one catch to get there. He's gotten over that twice already in the playoffs here with 20 yards and 16 yards. It might be a nail-biter, but he very well may get there. And I love this bet all around. I think Pacheco's in line for another great game. He's been a monster so far this playoffs. 89 yards, 97 yards, 68 yards, and they are dedicated to the run game. 24 carries, 15 carries, 24 carries. Isaiah Pacheco runs so hard. He has the tendency to break some good ones. We know he can do some of that stuff as well with the yards after contact, getting after a little bit. He's also scored a touchdown in every single game in the playoffs so far this year. So that might not be a crazy bet to add on to this. I think Pacheco, 51 and a half, is such a good number to throw in a same game parlay. And then um, Brandon Ayuk, I started to mention before, he has a little bit of a spotty resume in the playoffs. Early on in his career in 2021, he hit this total twice. In uh, last year, he only hit the total once. And this year so far, he's only hit that total once. But we know with Brandon Ayuk, it could only be one shot. And I think no matter how this game game script goes, the Niners throw the ball downfield as much as anybody in the league. And when they do so, their best target is Brandon Ayuk. He's going to make a play. He's obviously in line for an interesting offseason. He's going to end it with a bang. I like a lot of his props this this week. I think he could score a touchdown. I think he can go over his normal total, but I'm happy sitting at plus 50. So again, to recap, plus 325 on the same game parlay, Pacheco over 51.5 rushing, Chiefs plus 8, Ayuk 50 plus, and Justin Watson fifty over
2: 15.5. All right. I'm going to give you picks two and three. Here, in, here we go. in one vein, ready? So I am, and I don't even care about the Swifties. I don't care that this whole goddamn storyline is probably honestly weighing on the minds of anybody that wants to take Kelsey props here. I don't care. Kelsey, 70-plus receiving yards, minus 110. Kelsey, anytime touchdown, minus 110. I am trusting that Travis Kelsey... Arguably the greatest tight end of all time, if not the second greatest tight end of all time behind Gronk, which, you know, you you consider the longevity. Just like LeBron, anybody that wants to argue LeBron over MJ, I'm arguing Kelsey, the greatest tight end of all time. Yes, I am on him. I am on him here. I am on the record. I'm taking, and, you know, his over-under is 70.5 if you use DraftKings, like I think we all do. 70.5, you take the over, it's minus 130, but if you scroll down to the alternate receiving yards, 70-plus is minus 110. I don't get it. They have it listed there, so why not take the value, um, save yourself a couple bucks on the vig, and then Kelsey anytime touchdown minus one ten. Um, all the reasons that we've that I've already said. You know, they're sure the Niners are going to game plan for him, right? They don't want to get beat by Travis Kelsey, don't you think? Miami didn't want to get beat by Travis Kelsey, don't you think? The Buffalo Bills didn't want to get beat by Travis Kelsey, don't you think? The Baltimore Ravens didn't want to get beat by the ball, uh, by Travis Kelsey, you know again. Go and watch the touchdown catch against Kyle Hamilton. Go and watch the times that he was lined up in man coverage against Kyle Hamilton and tell me that even if the Niners are game planning for him, uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are also game planning. They're designing ways to get him open. They will do that. And again, I want to make this short and sweet. Here you go. Here's the last four years of the playoffs for Travis Kelsey. 109 yards and a touchdown. 118 yards, two touchdowns. 133 yards, no touchdowns. 108 yards and a touchdown. 96 yards and a touchdown. 95 yards and a touchdown. 98 yards, two touchdowns. 78 yards and a touchdown. 81 yards and a touchdown. 71 yards, no touchdowns. 75 yards, two touchdowns. 116 yards and a touchdown. He has gone over 70 yards, 12 straight postseason games. If this is the one he goes under, So be it, right? I am going on the history here that he's done it 12 straight times in the biggest games of his career, and especially in the Super Bowls, in the loss to the Buccaneers, 133 yards. In the Super Bowl last year, 81 yards and a touchdown. So, And even in the last time he didn't go over 70 and a half yards was the Super Bowl win against the Niners in 2019, and even then he had a touchdown. So I think he does both. If he does one out of two, okay, you split the difference there. Um, but he's either scoring a touchdown or going over seventy yards. I think he's doing both here. Um, again, twelve straight times going over the yards, and he has scored a touchdown in ten of those twelve games. Eleven of the last thirteen. If you go back to the Super Bowl against the Niners, he's going to show up. His legacy's on the line, you know. And, and we say too, like you know, he had those what was it, nine straight games. Without a touchdown in the regular season, weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So it was only it was seven. It felt like a lot longer. Um, you know, it's it's Mahomes and that offense, they needed to they needed to be able to rely upon somebody else, right? They needed to rely on Rashi Rice. They needed to try to see if Marquez Valdez scaling could make a big catch. Now that the season's on the line. You've seen what the Chiefs' offense has been. It's we're going to Kelsey no matter what. Even when he's double-covered, we are throwing him the ball because we know that he can make the greatest plays in the biggest moments. So that's not going to change here in the Super Bowl. Um, And again, like I said, they are going to design plays to get him open. They're going to line him up in all different spots. um, And I'm just trusting the history here. So Kelsey, 70-plus yards and Kelsey to score a touchdown. Both of those minus 110 odds.
0: I love it, PB. How can you go against them? I mean, it's like all the same things kind of being reiterated all into one. And I'm so with you. Like, if you're going to lose on that side of history, so be it. So be it. Um, all right. Pick number three. I'm going same game parlay. We're going with the plus odds here. We're going for a couple W's here. All right. Um, I'm sticking with Debo to start it off, but I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to go with him to be an any time touchdown. Um the fact that they will use him in the red zone in so many different ways, the fact that they are obviously Christian McCaffrey is the touchdown king. He is the guy. He's, what, minus 280, 285 or so to score in an any time touchdown. Where's he actually, at, Pete? He's actually a little bit better. I think he's minus 225 when I just checked. Oh, wow. For him, that's that's unbelievable because right? he's I'm... been, like, three to 400 all year. Understandably yeah. so. It's a different defense. It's the Super Bowl. But uh, either way – um I, while, while I won't be surprised if he scores, uh, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Debo get an end around and, and take one in like he's done so many times, or take a screen pass from the 10, get a few blockers, Trent Williams, out in space, and and get him in the end zone. So I believe that Debo's going to have a nice game here, and I'm going to continue that with the first leg of the same game parlay. Um, pick number two of this is Rasheed Rice for 60-plus. We kind of talked about it before, but if all of the attention does go to Travis, Regardless of the fact, I still think Travis is going to get his. But if a ton of attention goes to Travis, the absolute best and and sec, or top-tier option behind, behind Travis Kelsey, the guy that Mahomes trusts the most, the guy that he should trust the most, is Rasheed Rice. He stepped up already in the playoffs, had a big game against Buffalo. Um, and I, I think that Rice is going to have another nice day here. So 60-plus for him. Um, on to George Kittle for 40-plus receiving yards. So. Not a ton, not a huge number, but forty plus seems very attainable for a guy who can get that in one one play. Um, and again, I, I just kind of feel like Brandon Ayuk, maybe in my eyes, is the guy who is something of the odd man left out of that group. Not to, to say he's not going to be able to have still a nice day, a formidable day, and get you know six catches for maybe maybe less than that, but four for fifty five doesn't seem all that crazy for him, but. I trust that George Kittle's going to have himself a nice day with the strength of the Chiefs defense being um, in the secondary. And I've got Travis Kelsey, 60 plus. Um, All the things that Pat mentioned, I don't need to reiterate, but he's a big time player in a big time game and the guy that they're going to trust the most. So it doesn't matter how much the San Francisco 49ers scheme for him they're going to find ways to get him the ball, whether that's behind the scrimmage line of scrimmage, whether that's lining him up in different spots, putting him in motion and just trying to find ways. And you said it, Pat, he was blanketed on that backdoor th- or back shoulder throw into the end zone for the first touchdown um, against Baltimore. It just doesn't matter. These guys just need such a small window of space. They have such an understanding of each other and what they're going to do, especially in a zone where he's able to find the soft spots of it. So He's going to go for 60-plus. I don't feel all that concerned adding that to it. So to recap this pick, it's Debo, anytime touchdown. It's Rasheed Rice, 60-plus receiving yards. George Kittle, 40-plus receiving yards. And Travis Kelsey for 60-plus receiving yards. That is plus 650 for my third and final pick. Plus what?
1: 650. Oh, yeah,
0: baby. And I looked at we it and I, love I said, you know, against our rules, that's not going to get me the seventh win. But that's the pick I like. That's the pick I want to take. And I'm not changing it. Not for another win. Not for your silly little rules. For cash in my pocket. <laughs> for the green on the DraftKings.
1: I love it. Cody said, fuck your it.
0: rules. <laughs> no, All in right, in not so many words.
1: You want to you wanna talk about plus odds, baby? This is my third pick, and I'm going for something big here, all right? I'm going to have a fourth pick that's going to be a little bit more on the reasonable end, but I got to go big here with pick number three. You want to take a guess at the odds on this one, on this bad boy? 14 to 1.
2: Pat? I think you're going for a moonshot here. I think you're going plus 2,000.
1: Oh, my God. All right, Cody wins the uh, the closest to the pin game there. Plus 1,200. <sighs> Plus 1200 on this one here. And sometimes when it gets to the Super Bowl, you got to have some fun. You got to get frisky. You got to root for random stuff to make your family members confused about what you're doing and why you keep looking at your phone. Or if you're like me, you write all your bets down on a piece of paper on the Super Bowl because that's what I do. I don't know why, but I do it on the Super Bowl. It's special to me. So I'm getting a little frisky with this one, fellas. We're going with Fred Warner over five and a half tackles. We're going to go Christian McCaffrey under. 90 and a half rushing yards. We're going to go Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. And last but not least Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. That's plus 1200 fellas. Let me tell you something about Fred Warner. He's hit this total in both playoff games. He had double digit tackles, solo tackles last game alone. This guy, it doesn't matter if the 49ers defense is playing well, if they're getting smoked, Fred Warner finishes plays. He's all over the field. He flies around. You get a little bit of minus juice on that. I think it was minus 140 on over five and a half tackles. I love it. Fred Warner's going to make his name known if you don't know it already. I love that bet right there. I said this just before. In the Super Bowl, it sucks, but you got to take at least an under or two, even though you hate to root against it. And this one will especially sting because you watch Christian McCaffrey and you know he's one of the best running backs that you've ever seen in your life. That's true. That's facts. However, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, as we've spoken about thoroughly here, is one of the best in the league. They've been all year long. They've made people's lives hell on on rushing the ball throughout the season. Christian McCaffrey, yes, he had two weeks off now to rest. I saw a guy who started to get worn down a little bit in that last game. I'm going to try to parlay that into him not quite getting 90 yards, right? I think he can have a great game. I think he scores a touchdown. I think maybe finally... They really use him in the receiving game a little bit more than they have, because in reality, we think of, of Christian McCaffrey as this amazing receiving threat. He hasn't been putting up those absolutely crazy, uh, you know, receiving stats that he did when he was in Carolina. He doesn't get a million targets and a million receptions anymore. It's not something that happens to him uh, uh, quite as frequently anymore. He did have seven in the game against the uh, oh yeah seven catches in the game against the Packers in the playoffs. He had four against the Lions. I think they're going to use him in that receiving game a little bit more, which is why part of the reason why I like the under on his rushing yards. Again, he could have 88 rushing yards, 50 receiving yards, and be the MVP for all I care. I don't think he's going over 90. I don't think he's sniffing 100 on the ground. Then we go Patrick Mahomes over one-and-a-half passing, passing touchdowns. You got to pay for that a little bit. But in the same game parlay, it clearly don't matter. I got this thing up to plus 1,200. And then last but not least, we know what Brock Purdy did with his legs in the most previous game, he's going to have to do it. No matter if they're playing uh, with a slight lead or if they're playing from behind, he's going to have to make some tough decisions as Spagnola throws a bunch of crap at him. And for him to get over 12 and a half yards rushing, it might just be one rush. That might be all you need. The only thing you really don't want is to see some kneel downs at the end of the game where he had 15 and now he has 11. That would absolutely suck. But I think he could smash this total. I think Spags's defense, the way they create pressure, the way Karloftis has been playing, the way Chris Jones is one of the best defensive linemen in the league, he'll be uncomfortable. And after the confidence he just gained running the ball last week or last game, he's going to be a little bit more willing, a little bit more able to pull that thing down and pick up some first downs. I think he gets over that 12.5. So to recap, plus 1,200, over 5.5 for Fred Warner, under 90.5 for Christian McCaffrey rushing. Over one and a half Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns and over twelve point five rushing yards for Brock Purdy plus twelve hundred. Let's go! I love
2: that, Pete. I love it, man. You are
1: gotta get frisky. You're going for the home
2: run. Um, so you have one more pick.
1: I have one more pick. All right,
2: so I'm gonna give. I have two more picks, so I'll give out one here, and then I'll finish with my last pick after you give your next. Um, and this is like. I I think this is probably my favorite play if I'm being honest here because I think it's the safest play and now the safest play doesn't always win. I mean, we see Mark with his six legs at, you know, each minus 700 Um, and it you know comes out to be minus 130 and, you know, it invariably loses I feel like half the time. Um, But, you know, this is a play where you look at each thing on its own and I'm honestly saying to myself, how does it lose, right? (laughs) That's the kiss of death every week. But two of these things on their own, I, I feel like the hit rate uh, has been through the roof. So, uh, let's go a little same game parlay here. Let's go Chiefs plus seven and a half and Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. You put those two together, you got minus 110 odds. Conflicting sides, right? But, you know, again, I like the Chiefs to win, so I obviously don't think they're going to lose by more than seven. And for all the reasons we've already talked about on the pod, I'll keep it short and sweet. Even in the games that the Chiefs have lost this year, they rarely get blown out, right? So, again, it's the Super Bowl. Um, even if they fall behind here, I don't see this game getting out of hand here. Um, the chiefs in their six losses this year, only one was by more than seven points or excuse me, two, they lost to the Packers by eight and, uh, and then the 24 to nine loss to Denver. So again, you know, I don't think that's really even relevant, but just so you have the info here, um, yeah, again, I I think they win the game, so I don't think they lose by more than a touchdown. So Chiefs plus seven and a half, and I'm keeping it short and sweet with McCaffrey too. The numbers are on our side. 19 out of the last 20 games, he scored a touchdown, right? He did it 17 times in a row. And then, you know, they even tried to get him a touchdown against the Commanders in uh, that meaningless game, basically. um, and And he couldn't get it. And since then, he scored two against the Packers, two against the Lions. And, you know, again, you're looking for a little insight into this. What's the weakness of the Chiefs this year? It's stopping the run right? They're in the bottom half of uh, rushing yards allowed per game. They're in the 20s in rushing DVOA as a defense. Uh, that's uh, courtesy of my friends at uh, Action Network here. So again, I mean, we've seen it how many times the Chiefs get the ball, the Niners get the ball first and goal or inside the five. They are handing it off to McCaffrey on the first try almost every time because they know even at worst, they're probably going to get three, four yards a pop and get it that much closer to the goal line. So again, 19 out of the last 20 games of the touchdown. That's why I'm going with McCaffrey. And, again, you're getting good odds on it, right? It's not in the minus 300s like it has been for the last couple weeks of the regular season. It's minus 215. And just couple that with the – I don't think the Chiefs are losing, let alone by more than seven. So, Chiefs plus seven and a half, McCaffrey anytime touchdown. That's, quote, unquote, Patty Patty Boyle's safest play of Sunday. And that's at minus 110 as well.
1: Ah, <sighs> There we go. I love it. All right. Well, for my last pick, I mentioned how I was going to do something a little more reasonable. I lied. I'm not doing something <laughs> more reasonable. I'm doing something a little bit crazier, which actually very much puts me in line for the opportunity to, to lose the lead here. And I'm okay with that. Cause again, it's a sure Bowl. you got to risk it for the biscuit. What I was thinking about before was taking a singular touchdown prop. That's relatively reasonable, but now that's not what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to go the other way because over our history, uh, of of the NFL, we've had multi touchdown scorers in many games in recent history. You know, Cooper Cup scored two. He, he obviously, you know, it was the best receiving year of, of all time. We, we've seen other guys do it. We know that there are multiple guys here who who have the opportunity McCaffrey, Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice, Debo, Kittle. If any of those guys, Iuk, if any of them scored two touchdowns, are you going to be shocked? No, I think that's going to happen here. And I'm going to put my money a little bit, a little crazy here, plus 850. I mentioned this guy before. Maybe I didn't like the over six and a half. Rashi Rice to score two touchdowns here in the Super Bowl, plus 850. Again, this is just a bet going opposite of what Pat said about Kelsey just being too good, uh, that no matter how many people are trying to stop him, he's going to score. I'm going into this Super Bowl with that little bit of mindset. He could still get his I think the, the Chiefs are going to score a good handful of touchdowns here. I like the plus 850 odds. I think that's a special one. When you see him score that first one, boy, are you locked in for the rest of that game when Rashi Rice is in the red zone. I think he has a chance to be, have a special game here. I think he has a chance to score two touchdowns. I don't have much explaining to do outside of that. I wish I had the list of uh, the two touchdown scores in recent history because I heard it recently and I can't find it now. But nonetheless, Rashi Rice, Two touchdowns, plus 850. That's my final long shot bet. So I went with three long shots and one straight bet. But, hey, listen up. This is Super Bowl. The Raiders. Throw out the record books. That's all I got. Rashi Rice.
2: And, Cody, you're, you're good? You, you got any more uh, input or insight
0: here? No, no. You can make your on-the-record picks, and I'll give a few uh, off-the-record potential, we go. you know, leans and props and fun stuff after you guys are finished up.
2: Nice. Um, now this play, when I throw out the numbers at you, um, the you know, whereas the last two three plays of mine are solely based on history and relying on big time players to make big time plays, uh, this is well not a big that is a big time player, but it's in terms of the hit rate uh, this year, it's the complete opposite. But I don't give a fuck, right? Uh, I'm going for a play that's going to get me above 500 here on the year, and it's something that you know. You can do all the numbers and the breakdown and the models and the the hit rate all you want. Sometimes you just got to visualize what you see happening in a game like this. And I visualize Patrick Mahomes rushing for a touchdown at plus 400 plus 400. Um, Again, the Niners, if I'm reading this correctly, if I have these, this, these numbers correct here this year, the Niners have allowed one rushing touchdown by a quarterback and it was Jalen hurts this year. Patrick Mahomes has rushed for zero touchdowns. So you think you should be getting it for a lot better odds at plus 400? I agree, um, but I I just see it happening, right? I don't have a lot of reasoning for it. Don't have a lot of reasoning behind it other than, um, you know, if they have it second and goal, third and goal, and they're inside the six – and everybody's covered, and they're double teaming Kelsey, and there's nobody open. You know, we've seen Mahomes can extend plays with his legs. I took his over rushing yards last week. We know that Mahomes in the big games on big plays can do it with his legs. So why can't he get in the end zone here if it's a desperation mode for the Chiefs and they, you know, they leave Mahomes alone and he scrambles out and they're sending a guy to him, and you know Mahomes is pump faking and just takes off and run. I could see it happen at plus four hundred here. Uh, so that's my final pick. And when I do go five and zero. And hit that plus 400. That's going to be four wins, and I will finish with eight and oh on the week, and I'll finish at 36 and 35. And there's the above 500 that I've been guaranteeing for the last couple of weeks here. How you doing?
1: Let's go, Patty. I love it, bro. I I really, I really freaking hope you get the 500. If you just knock the Super Bowl out of the park, I'm going to be so damn excited. And we'll see what Marky Mark picks, but if you end up back on top of Marky Mark, that'll be exciting for me. Uh, as well, just because, you know, some people show up, some people don't. And that's just all that's all I have to say about that. Uh, but <laughs> on the quick stats here for um for this two touchdown score, I did actually find it. So in the past six years, there have been five people with multiple touchdowns scored. So Jalen Hurts scored three rushing touchdowns last year, which should have been a telltale sign that they were uh, a brotherly shove team only. That's all they had in their bag, but whatever. Uh, Cooper Cup and T. Higgins both had two touchdowns in the rams bengals Super Bowl. You had Rob Gronkowski do it for the Buccaneers three years ago and for the Patriots uh, six years ago. And yeah, it, it happens pretty frequently do people score multiple touchdowns in a game. So in the last six years, you've had five different two touchdown or more scorers uh, in Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm just taking a little shot in the dark, throwing my dart at a receiver who I think is going to be very active, who's going to have opportunities, and that's why I went with Rashi Rice. Probably should have went with Pacheco or Kelsey or McCaffrey for that one. But, hey, listen, that's all I got. I don't know. Like you said, Pat, sometimes you just got to visualize it. You got to visualize
2: it. If I had to guess, it. I would say McCaffrey to score two touchdowns um, is a pretty popular play.
1: Plus 245. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, what are we doing? You know, like plus 245, you're going to throw like a big shekel on that thing. Like you're really going to throw a lot. Like if you're throwing, you know, 20 bucks, 40 bucks on these types of props, like, you yeah, know, you throw 20 bucks on McCaffrey to score two touchdowns. He does it. And then you win. What is that? $45. That's right. Is my math okay there?
0: Don't, don't ask me. 20 bucks. <laughs>
1: Pat,
2: Say it again. Pat, you <laughs> if you put that. how many? If twenty bucks.
1: Twenty on two forty. I I don't know why I it have DraftKings back. Yeah, it little, would be. Yeah.
2: It would be. twenty times it. two point four five.
1: Yeah. So around you know forty five. No, it'd be forty eight. Forty
2: eight and a half. I think.
1: Forty eight and a half. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So like you know, again, you're you're throwing these types of bets in on the Super Bowl. What are you trying to accomplish there? Are you trying to you're trying to win 45 bucks or are you trying to win like a couple hundred bucks on, on this type How of play? Mc- How know? about
2: McCaffrey two touchdowns, Kelsey two touchdowns, plus 1500?
1: How about it? Now we're talking. That's hot. That's,
2: that's, that's not an on the record play, but
0: that, that might be. <laughs> I feel like that should be higher. But you should be getting better odds? I think that should be like over 2,000. I know they're two, they're two best players. I get that. But you're asking for four touchdowns in a game with a total of, well, 47 and a half is a big total. But you have to be right on four touchdowns. Even if you get four touchdowns, that's hard to do. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, shop a different book for that one. I just mm-hmm. feel like 15 to 1 doesn't feel high enough for that in my eyes. Just hearing it for the first time.
2: You're not wrong. but um, Thanks, Pat.
0: Let me see. I'm trying to do it on a different one.
2: We're not, we don't if have a sponsor. A let me do it on Sandal.
0: There, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> why put, why uh, Pat looks that up? Why don't you hit us with some of your fun other plays?
0: All right. Um, yeah, and again, I would take these with a grain of salt. Um, not on the record. Not even saying I'll for sure play these. Like I said, I'm a back-against-the-wall type of guy. And Sunday, I'll be firing them off. But uh, Jarek McKinnon's coming back for this game. Jarek McKinnon, anytime touchdown, is plus 650. Wow. Pat Mahomes love that. loves that guy in the red zone. He's the leak out option. He's the receiving option. Clyde Edwards Alaire, I don't think is going to get a lot of tick in this game, and I think he trusts Jarek McKinnon. And we've seen McKinnon score in the Super Bowl before, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah. plus six fifty. Obviously, you're banking on him being healthy enough to get fifteen or so snaps, and hoping that a couple of those are at least, you know, yeah, a few of those are in the red zone, but. Plus 650, that's a fun one. Um, The one I I was talking to you guys about before that I had never seen before, it's called Quarter Bingo. And essentially, what it is is needing one thing per quarter to happen. And they list a a bunch of different options, and um, you need each thing to go right. And I'm trying to look it up right now, but it's like uh, plus 4,000 for most of these. And let's see if I can find it real quick. There you go. Um, So one of them I saw was the first one. First quarter, Mahomes to throw a passing touchdown. Second quarter, Pacheco to run one in. Third quarter, McCaffrey 25 plus rushing. Fourth quarter, any sack, and that's plus 4,000. So there's a bunch of those throughout. The other one I thought was potentially um, one I could see myself taking is McCaffrey 25 plus rushing in the first quarter. Isaiah Pacheco rushing touchdown. Second quarter, Mahomes passing touchdown. Third quarter, and fourth quarter, any sack, and again, plus 4,000. So um, those are ones that I never played before. I saw for the first time today. I thought those were pretty fun. Um, the DraftKings squares, you get to – you know, when you do a Super Bowl box, you go to a Super Bowl party, you get a random number and two numbers, and then you end up with, like, nine and one, and you're like, what the hell, I have zero chance at winning this. Well, DraftKings, you get to pick the numbers. You could take the seven and the zero. You can take a three and a seven. Um The one thing that I will say is you can only win that once. So if that number comes up in the first quarter, just know that if you did take that, you can't win it again with the same numbers in the second quarter, third quarter. But you get pretty good odds for those. You could also take end of the game score or numbers rather, which you obviously get even juicier odds on. Um, And just, you know, uh, to finish up, just uh, Pete, Pat, do you ever think I'm going to watch a primetime football game? and not have a first nope. touchdown scorer of course not. involved?
1: I was going to ask you anyway, I mean, if you didn't say it. Pete. Let, me,
2: let me guess who you're taking.
0: All right, go for it. I got two guys, and uh,
1: these you, are my leaders. and You go usually
2: like to go for some good odds. You usually don't take the – well, not usually, but I would say about at least 50% of the time, you will take uh, you know not the most popular one. I'm going to say you either have Brandon Ayuk, or you have – or my square one would be Pacheco.
0: So you're, you're right in the ballpark, especially with IU. Pete, do you want to give a a guess before I say? Kyle Juszczyk. I I love Juszczyk. He has scored a first (laughs) touchdown for me before. (laughs) So that's not right. That's not right though. (laughs) At least not right now. Who knows? What do we got? I've got a Rasheed Rice and George Kittle. They're 950 and plus a thousand. And that's where my liens are. They're a little more measured. Um, You will definitely see someone in the use check range like a Noah Gray, a Justin Watson, where you get 40 to one, 50 to one, something like that. But um, hell, I'm in a playoff first touchdown scorers pool in which I actually just took first place, which I think is a kiss of death because you get an Mm, imaginary budget and – anyone behind me can just put their entire budget on one guy or one or two guys. I have to be a little more measured. So I don't know that being in first place is a good thing. Uh, we'll come and you know, we'll find out after, you know, about seven o'clock or so on Sunday, but um, those are my liens. And again, there is no doubt in my mind. Come Sunday, I will fire off more of these props. I will have more parlays. I will have more high odds. It's the you know it's the last game of the year. You can't hold anything back now. That's the water boy yeah. for you. So, by the um, way, I I've, I've found the
2: uh, McCaffrey two touchdowns, Kelsey two touchdowns on FanDuel is plus one thousand nine hundred twenty-two. So yeah, significantly,
0: not significantly, yeah, but be definitely better. better odds. Yeah, closer to two. Yeah.
1: Well, let me give you uh, let me give you guys one here as well what do you guys think about doing this like cody i know you said you're, you might put in a few what do you think about a defense first touchdown do you think that's in the cards here i know pat mentioned the idea of brock purdy possibly throwing some balls into harm's way can you see it for brock purdy in his first super bowl to make that like marquee mistake early in the game pick six niners back against the wall
0: I agree with the fact that I think that Brock Purdy is going to throw an interception, and I actually probably find myself making the play. First touchdown obviously becomes so hard that's why the odds get yeah. increased. But if you like it, you're getting seven to one and seven and a half to one on either defense to score a touchdown in the game. That's on FanDuel right now at any time. Right. So uh, if you want to be slightly more measured, or, or you. You know, you take a, a quarter of a unit and put it on the first and you right. maybe do a half unit on any time, something along those lines. I could absolutely see it.
1: I just like – I if I throw in – like I'll do this sometimes for primetime games I'm feeling frisky. I'll throw like a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there on like three or four first touchdown sp- scores because you hit one and, and you make out fine, right? And you throw at least one of those for the smallest amount on something like the defense. And I hit one this year on a first defense touchdown – which is just like the most electric thing possible. Let me throw one more thing at you guys, because before I committed to the Chiefs, I was thinking about the idea of the Niners winning, obviously, right before I committed to the Chiefs here. What do you think about, and I'll pull up the odds here before I I hear you guys out, the Chiefs to be winning the first half and then the Niners to win the second half? Because I think this whole thing about the Niners not being able to come back has been a little bit now put to rest, right? They've come back a little bit. They've played some pretty big second halves to make sure they're in these games. I actually think there's a chance the Niners can put a hurting on the Chiefs in the second half. And I am kind of intrigued by that idea of the Chiefs taking the first half lead, everyone and their mother saying, well, the Niners can't come back. And that's how Shanahan actually wins his first Super Bowl.
0: I liked it the opposite, just so you know. Like, I, I took a okay. look at it Which is initially more traditional here of Niners. Yeah, Niners to win the first half, Chiefs to win the game. But um, I like the idea of the bet, obviously. And the Niners, both games came back and won. So it's obviously no longer right. that insane for them to be able to do it.
1: And it's plus 650, by the way. It's the, the odds. highest odds, if you will. I guess unless there's some certain ties in there that are a little bit crazier. But yeah, the tie, tie at half and then either of them win is plus 1,800. So that'd be the biggest odds. Patty, you got anything else for us?
2: That's it for me, baby. Uh, other than no. some shameless plugs at the end of the, the end of the podcast,
1: what about correct score? Can we throw out a oh, correct yeah. score? Because I'll definitely be placing at least two or three of them.
2: I, I think I've ne- I maybe have bet this once. You guys go ahead and then I'll, oh. I'll, I'll I'll grab one.
0: <laughs> so wait, we <laughs> we have to give that little uh-huh. background, right, Pete? Because two yeah. years ago, Rams Bengals twenty three twenty, I hit on that correct score. It was plus ten thousand. It was a part of the greatest gambling day of my entire life. And last year you hit one as well, correct?
1: Yeah, 38, 35. I think oh. I put in I put in three different exact scores. And I think I won seven hundred dollars on that correct score that I put. So the the fifteen bucks that I put, like five bucks each mm-hmm. or whatever it was, I think I won seven hundred dollars on it.
0: It's oh, awesome. So I do know yeah. that uh my same friend, Steve Baker, he put one out and I really did like the idea of it. And it's Chiefs twenty one. 9 or 17. So a little bit on the lower scoring side, mm. but goodness, can't you just see a 17-14 game late. Mahomes has the ball and they drive down the field and they don't settle for the field goal, they get the touchdown. They make it a four-point game. I don't know. I mean, it just it feels like something I I could just picture. I could see it. Pat you said it before and one of the all-time great uh, actors especially of our generation said this before and uh, and he said I could feel it down in my plums, mm. and I could feel it right there.
1: My ju- I like that. Juicy. So, twenty-one
0: seventeen. yes, eastbound and down, which I just rewatched. Is that your pick? I think that's going to be it, yeah. I mean, not, not it in the sense of I won't take others, but for the podcast here on the record, twenty-one seventeen. 17 I, I like that. I like that idea. Let's go, Baker.
1: So I need to put something on the record here because as I'm driving in my car and I start thinking about the props and the whatnot, I said, what score am I going to pick for my exact score this year? And my brain went to Chiefs 31, Niners 27. Guess what, guys? That is not an option on DraftKings. Really? Not an option. And I've done the search function to try (laughs) to figure it out. Right now I have Chiefs 31, colon, 28 in my search function here. And it's plus 12,000, which is exactly what DraftKings is going to make me pick here. But I want this on the record. Chiefs 31, Niners 27. Last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl, Chiefs 31, Niners 20. So we're saying this isn't an option. Am I, am I losing it over here? Do I have to check another sports book at the moment? I'm going to probably do that right now, but like, that's not an option. I need to throw that out there. I'm going to find it by Sunday and I'm putting it in. Chiefs 31, Niners 27, my thought process is the Niners are going to make this thing interesting. They are going to come back a little bit, but they're not going to be a field goal down. They're going to have to go for that touchdown, and the Chiefs defense seals the deal at 31-27. That's my thought process. That's what I'm visualizing here. But on DraftKings, they say, no, we don't We don't care about your visualization.
0: <laughs> it's been weird trying to find these. Like I, I've been searching this whole time for the MVP, which I know you said you had a hard time finding before. I'd seen it before, but... Organization is down. I'm going to have to give a call up to uh, Mr. Draft King and let him know of my displeasures because this is way too difficult.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, Pat, what do you got for us? Plug, plug me away. Plug me up, brother.
2: I'm going to say the Chiefs
0: score 23.
2: Butker, three field goals. And I'm going to say the Niners have a chance to win it on the final drive. But the Chiefs defense makes the stand 2317. That's plus mm. 13,000.
1: Love it. I love it. All right, Patty, plug me. Plug you with what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're up to you, brother.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so I'm on the fan. I'm hosted on WFAN this Friday night into Saturday morning, 12 to 5 a.m. And then I think I mentioned uh, that I was doing a show on BetQL. I actually gave out the wrong Sunday. It was this past Sunday. Uh, But then I'll be doing every Sunday morning with uh, our good pals, Sean Marash, uh, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, starting the Sunday after the Super Bowl, all the way through Labor Day, every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., me and Sean on BetQL which you can listen on the odyssey app
1: hell yeah pat good for you good for mirage i love to see it uh if you guys played pickleball what's the score
2: uh he's not scoring a single point point. 11 nothing
1: have you talked to either evan or sean about their pickleball yeah game? i was
2: like you guys ought to be ashamed of yourselves
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that bad huh
1: that was good it was good uh, entertainment though i'll say that it was good entertainment uh, Mirage got some good bounces there on the, on the line on the chalk as he kept calling it. <laughs> it was good stuff though. Good stuff. All right. That's all we got. Subway sports talk. We appreciate you guys all football season long, hanging out with us every single week. We made picks. We put our money where our mouth is. We made these picks as well. I can guarantee that that's one thing that I think is important about what we've did and uh, how proud I am that we committed to this again, another year. Me and Pat, I think this is our third or fourth year straight of doing picks every single Sunday through the Super Bowl. It makes me happy. I hope it makes you guys happy, too. I know I see people around who I know look at our picks and say, you're stupid and don't take them. But then there's people who come out of the woodworks who are like, yo, I've been tailing your picks. And that means the world to me. It means the world to all of us when they're keeping up with our picks. We try to do it for y'all. And uh, we've been here every week on social media, too, at Subway Sports Talk, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, and we're we're not done. We're going to talk to Cody. We're going to talk to Pat. We're going to talk about hoops. We're going to talk about NFL NFL offseason and maybe a little baseball. Who's to say? right? But I appreciate you guys. Can't say that enough. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the listeners. And enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers!